and it's verses 2, 6, and 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and holding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. We're now going to sing our second carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and after that Julia is going to come and read our second reading. from Luke chapter 2, the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. We're now going to sing Once in Royal David City, after which Paul will read to us. Living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. And when the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. 
And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And now Janie will come and speak to us. It's Christmas Eve. After the mad rush of last minute shopping, the frantic wrapping of presents, filling of stockings, sending of Christmas cards that have absolutely no hope of ever getting there in time, and endless peeling of potatoes and Brussels sprouts, the making of brandy butter, and the challenge of putting the overexcited children to bed. Finally, the earth falls silent and darkness settles on this night of mystery and wonder, of beauty and anticipation. 700 years before the birth of Christ, the prophet Isaiah, speaking of Jesus, proclaimed, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness on them has light shone. Like moths drawn to a flame, in spite of ourselves, we are tr attracted to the light that broke into the world on that Christmas day long ago, when God incarnate entered his creation. Like the Magi and the shepherds following a star, each of us has wandered into the night and found our way to this place to hear once again the story of the birth of the firstborn son of a carpenter and a young girl who had yet to be married. The story of a savior wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. This evening, as the world holds its breath with eager anticipation for the delight of the morn, let us, like Mary, ponder the meaning of this strange event. In the craziness of Christmas, the office parties, the carol singing, the buying and opening of presents, the family reunions, and the trying to pack into the last few days of the year all that we'd hoped to complete in 2016, but never quite got around to, it can be difficult to find the time to take stock of exactly why it is we've, we've come here tonight and what exactly it is we're celebrating. Why is it that all of us have stayed up so late? What is it that's so precious that makes it, makes us, it makes it worth our while carving out precious time at this busy time of the year to stand in awe at the side of the crib? I believe the answer couldn't be more clearly encapsulated than in Isaiah's sentences. He tells us, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, 
and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of the government and of peace, there will be no end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. At a time when Boko Haram and ISIS seem to have the upper hand, when compassion and kindness seem to have been replaced by the politics of fear and hatred, in a year when Brexit and Trump have taught us that nothing is secure and that we should expect the unexpected, at this time, more than ever, we need to take hold of the good news that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shouldn't perish, but will have an eternal life. The reason that Christians across the world celebrate today, no matter what their circumstances, is that however things might look now, God will not leave the final answer to Boko Haram or to ISIS or to cancer or dementia or even to death. He loves us so much that he gave his own life to ensure that the final word is one of love, of hope and of eternal life. For the last word belongs to him alone, the wonderful counsellor, the one who knows all things and who judges justly and with compassion. The mighty God, the omnipotent creator of all things, against whom no other power or principality can prevail. The everlasting Father, the eternal one, who loves us like a good father and through whom we inherit the best Christmas present ever the gift of eternal life in his company. The Prince of Peace, whose promise is that when he is judge of all the nations, swords will be hammered into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks, that never again will there be war, refugees, sickness or death. We celebrate the birth of Christ tonight because as a result of it, our loving Heavenly Father, not our, he not our enemies, will have the final word when all is said and done. The government will be on his shoulders, and unlike us, he will rule with righteousness and justice. He will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and there will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the former things will have passed away. God's dwelling place will be with us and he will live with us forever. We will be his people and God himself will be with us as our God. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has imagined what God prepared for those who love him. So if tonight you are feeling overwhelmed by life, take heart. There is good news tonight. Behold, I bring good tidings of great joy for you and all humanity. For in the city of David, a saviour has been born, 
who is Christ the Lord. He has come to shine his light into our darkness, to bring joy in our despair, and to offer hope in our greatest need. Therefore, tonight, as we approach his presence when we take communion, like the shepherds and the magi before us, let us not go empty-handed. Let us take a gift. The gift of praise and worship to the Prince of Peace, born this happy morning, and the gift of love and gratitude to our saviours for his sacrificial love that has brought light into our darkness. And let us do this in full assurance of Christ's love and promises. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This love was demonstrated in the event that we remember today, the birth of Emmanuel, God with us. This love was guaranteed by the spilling of his blood on the cross and was substantiated by his resurrection from the death to life. Why are we here tonight? We're here to celebrate the fact that Christ has broken into the darkness, bringing light for all forever. So happy Christmas to one and all.